Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Welcome to Money Roots, the podcast where personal finance gets personal. Hosted by Amy Irvine, the CEO of Rooted Planning Group. Each week, Amy and her team dig deep into the world of finance, making it more approachable and understandable for everyone, no matter where you are on your financial journey. From savings and investments to budgeting and planning, Money Roots brings you practical advice, inspiring stories, and expert insights. They believe that everyone has the potential to grow a healthy financial future, and they're here to help you nurture it. So whether you're a financial guru or just starting to plant the seeds of your financial knowledge, this is the place for you. Get ready to uncover the tools and strategies that can help you thrive financially. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode of Money Roots. Hi, Money Roots listeners, Amy Irvine, CEO and founder of Rooted Planning Group here, talking today about a tough topic that causes a whole bunch of emotion, fear, you know, around financial well-being, and that's what issues you should consider if you lose your job. And unfortunately, we work with a lot of clients that work for Corning Incorporated, as well as Google, and also a few other large companies. And recently, there's been a number of clients that we've been helping with job reduction and workforce, what's called RIFs. And like I said, it brings a lot of emotion around money, concerns that they might have. Are they going to be okay? What am I going to do to find a job? And we have just a few tips that we thought might be helpful with today's Money Root session to walk you through. Now, of course, like usual, I have a checklist that I can post in the show notes that would be available to you. But there's always a little more commentary around things like that that we can put some context on. The first and foremost thing that people are concerned about is around cash flow issues. And I, I can understand why you just potentially lost your job. Certainly from a standpoint, if you knew that things were, if you had the ability to for, you know, foresee that this might be happening, maybe you've increased your emergency funds. But if not, this is a time that you can look to those emergency funds and, and kind of see what might be going on uh, with those funds and how much they, they would be available for you, how long they would stretch your income. If you also know that that might be coming or depending on the package that you're offered, you may want to look to see if you have a flexible spending account with a balance and spend that money while you're still employed or well covered under COBRA for items you may need when unemployed. That's really important to use that money up. 
Now, remember, with the flexible spending plan, you committed a certain amount up front, and that that's kind of funded fully at the time that you made the commitment to put money in. So if you committed to put $2,000 in your flexible spending account, and you know it's now January 25th, you still have $2,000 that you can spend even though you haven't saved all year for that flexible spending account. The question you also need to be asking is if you're entitled to any like back pay, sick pay, vacation pay, or any kind of severance package. Um, maybe confirming those details that are mapped around the, the particular items with regards to that. If you're laid off because of downsizing or your position was eliminated, you may want to dig a little bit into the, the state's laws. Are you eligible for unemployment? Benefits are determined based on your state's residence and typically last for 26 weeks. So that's something that you might want to dig into and find out what your eligibility is. One of the biggest areas that we look at is cutting back and reviewing your budget, going down to what I consider, you know, the base needs during this period of time while you reconsider and and redo the budget to see where you can cut some expenses until you know a little bit more about the situation. Cash flow may be tight. We understand that. So when you sit down to figure this out, the first thing you're going to do is, you know, did you get any kind of severance? Did you, are you going to get any kind of unemployment? Like what kind of cash flow is going to be coming in? How much emergency funds do you have that will help supplement how, for how long? If you have debts, maybe contact your bank or your creditors to see if you can reduce payments or defer payments just for a little while while you figure all of this out or while you're between jobs. You also might be able to do something part-time while you're looking. So part-time, freelancing, consulting, maybe that would provide some income while you're figuring out what you want to do next. And if you're 62 or older, you may be eligible for Social Security benefits. However, you know, I wouldn't say that that's the default. I'm just saying that that's something that you should look into. We need to look at the entire picture of your retirement plan before you jump on that bandwagon. Another big concern that people have when they have a situation like this happen is health insurance. I know that's one of my concerns always is to make sure, especially if you have any kind of chronic illness, but I think everybody has a concern for health insurance. So if you're going to lose your health insurance, you can certainly look to see what does COBRA have? You know, what does the company have? Your company's 20 employees or more. They may be eligible, you may be eligible for COBRA. COBRA is 18 months. Um, you'll have an election period of 60 days to decide. If you're terminated involuntary, you may be eligible for some premium subsidies. There's things that you can explore. And then there's also, if you choose not to do it through your employer, you can look at things like the marketplace and see what is available. Certainly, if you're over age 65, you'd be eligible to sign up for Medicare if you haven't already. The special election period for Part A and B is eight month is an eight-month window beginning the month after um, the earlier of your, the end of your employment or the end of the employer uh, uh, provided health insurance plan. So know that there's a window, a special enrollment period that you would have. If you had insurance through your employer and you're over the age of 65, you can get in without a penalty. If you have any student loans, credit cards, anything like that, consider contacting the lenders, as I mentioned, to explain the situation. They may be able to provide like a short-term hardship program. If you don't ask, they're not going to offer. So you really need to make sure that that's something that you're exploring. 
if you have a retirement account with your former employer, you might want to consider a couple different options. Number one is if you have a loan repayment, an outstanding loan, they, the terms can vary. Um, the plan rules can, can allow you to continue making payments or there might be a date that you have to, to pay the back, pay them back by. So most loans must be paid back by the due date of your tax return for the year in which you leave your employer. Not every plan is set up that way, but that's just something that you're going to want to ask. What are the rules and regulations for that particular plan? Distributions may be subject to early withdrawal penalty of 10% if you leave employment before turning 55. So just take into consideration that if you do have a former a plan with a former employer and you're under the age of 55, you may want to consider rolling it over versus taking a lump sum distribution if you're under the age of 55. And you may want to do that anyways. If you are a public safety worker, this is including private sector firefighters, by the way, you may be able to take a penalty-free distribution if you're uh, age 50. So if you're under 50, uh, if you have 25 years of service with the same employer, you might be okay. Uh, during or after you separate from service. So there is some like nuances with that 55, but it's really for uh, public safety workers more than private workers, except for firefighters. And if you have an emergency linked savings account with your former employer, consider taking a distribution or rolling it over into a, a Roth IRA or, or other designated Roth account or something like that after separating from your employer as distributions from the account are not subject to taxes or penalty. And then if you have a home equity loan or a line of credit, then you know consider the following. These may be sources to help you during that period of unemployment. They tend to have a lower interest rate than credit cards. If you are currently unemployed, you most likely will not qualify for a new one. But if you have one that's you know outstanding, a line of credit, then you may be able to um, to utilize that as a sh- very short term option. I am not saying that's long term. It's just a resource that you might have available to you. If you have a Roth IRA, contributions can be withdrawn tax and penalty free. If you need to supplement your cash flow, of course, we don't want you to do that. But again, this is a resource that would be available and just want to relieve the stress that you might be experiencing right now, knowing where you could actually get some resources if you needed to. If you have unvested stock options, consider maybe reviewing the equity plan documents. Maybe you're going to forfeit some, but maybe some will vest. See if some of them have already vested and if it's a good time for you to actually utilize or exercise some of those stock options for cash flow. If you have any deferred compensation, again, review the plan documents to understand the distribution schedule and the distribution options selected, such as yearly or lump sum. And if you own any stock or again, stock options in a private company for which you are also employed, consider the impact of the shares being like like illiquid if they are any if there are any clawback uh, or repurchase rights that happen when you when you lose your job. From a tax planning perspective, do you expect this year to be a low income year? If so, we might open up the door for some other opportunities that we couldn't take advantage of before. If you have some cash available to pay, you know, any income tax, maybe doing a Roth conversion in a low income year might be beneficial to you. If your income has dropped below phase outs, you may be able to take advantage of contributions to Roth IRAs or deductible contributions to traditional IRAs. So there's options that you have available if this is going to be a lower income year 
for you. And if you have taxable investments, you may be able to sell them and actually pay capital gain taxes at a lower rate because this is a low income tax year. And also that comes into play with the health insurance on the marketplace, because if you're in a low income tax year, you may be able to get a a lower uh, premium with the subsidies that would kick in. So the premium assistance tax credit could actually go to offset your your cost of the health insurance plan. One other thing that you might want to take into consideration or be aware of if this does happen to you is if you're subject to non-solicitation or non-compete agreements, consider the impact when you're searching for other jobs and see if your employer will waive it if it's a reduction in work or at least the the non where you would be able to go get a job someplace else. Non-solicitation and non-compete generally are um, pretty challenging to to be. But if you should be able to get a job, you know, someplace uh, as a replacement and check with your employer to see if there's any outplace services. A lot of them when there's a reduction in workforce, especially will offer some sort of outplace services. And don't forget to update a lot of your logins or check with your contact information and your network, your professional organization, any of your online subscriptions, any of your uh, any of the websites that you go to and make sure it's not associated with your employer's email address. And if so, switch that over while you still have time if you know in advance, of course. Uh, hopefully, this is helpful for you if you're going through something like this. We, um, you know, we know this is not an easy time. We hope this information made it a little, uh, gave you a little piece or gave you some th- um, things to think about. As I mentioned, we'll post this in the show notes, kind of a checklist so that you can use this along with some of the commentary that I shared to help you through this very challenging journey that you're about to uh, to go on. And we wish you the best in your job search. We do have some resources out on our website. We have a great recruiter that we've worked with over the years. She's out on our website under other services. And, um, you know, if we can help in any way, don't hesitate to reach out to us. And don't forget to share this with somebody who might be going through this. Um, you know, they, they could, they might need this information or find this information helpful if they aren't already listeners. Thanks everyone. Don't forget to go out and like, and share us and rate us on iTunes because that actually helps other great listeners like you find us and uh, and subscribe as well. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to Money Roots, your go-to podcast for making personal finance accessible and approachable. Thanks for joining us today. Amy and her team have enjoyed guiding you through the roots of your financial journey. Remember, whether you're planting new seeds of financial knowledge or nurturing the growth of your existing financial plans, Money Roots is here to support you every step of the way. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn and visit our website at www.rootedpg.com backslash podcasts for more resources. And of course, subscribe to Money Roots wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. A big thank you to the sponsor, Rooted Planning Group, for making this show possible. At Rooted Planning Group, they're committed to helping you cultivate a thriving financial future. Until next time, keep growing your money roots.